G'day and welcome to the Bernie Gannon Show. It is great to have your company. I'm sorry I couldn't be with you for a full show last week, but we are back. And I'm gonna be blunt with you. This video is likely to be pulled from the internet. So watch it now while you can and get used to the fact that very soon, it is gonna be hard for any of us to communicate with each other. That's the world we live in now. When you went to bed after the US election, you probably thought Donald Trump had been re-elected as President of the United States. Even though the networks delayed and then delayed some more, Trump had easily won the key battleground state of Florida. The polls, pretty much all of them, said that Joe Biden was going to win Florida in the end and win big. Two weeks before election day, Biden was leading in Florida by almost five points. As it stands, the polls are out by about eight points. They were massively wrong. One big propaganda campaign. In fact, that was the first noticeable thing about the US election once the votes started coming in. The polls weren't just wrong in Florida, they were wrong everywhere. Americans had been told for months that November 3 would see the Democrats take control of the Senate and increase their majority in the House of Congress. But all of it was fake news. Biden didn't have the support for any of this on election day. But somehow, we are expected to believe that he still won the presidential election. When people turned off their televisions and turned in for the night, Trump was leading in North Carolina, Georgia, Michigan, Wisconsin, by hundreds of thousands of votes. In Pennsylvania, Trump was up by three quarters of a million votes. Trump was in front and by a long way. America went to sleep thinking that Donald Trump was gonna be president for the next four years. But when Americans woke up, Trump was no longer leading. Everything had changed. What happened? Well, I'm just gonna say it. Cheating happened. That's what, but I just take my word for it, Joe Biden says the same thing as well. In fact, he boasted about it just before the election. Secondly, we're in a situation where we have put together and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. The Democrats ran the most extensive and, of course, inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of US politics. Joe said it. I get it. The media just thought that was, well, Joe Biden being senile. He is senile, but senile people can still tell the truth. In fact, sometimes it seems they tell it the way it is because they are senile. That's what happened here. This thing stinks. It stinks big time. Other Democrats are saying it too. We appreciate it. Um, you know, I mean, it's interesting. We're talking about corruption here. Um, what do you make of, uh, of what we're seeing in Philadelphia? If the question is, um, are the Democrats stealing votes in Philadelphia? My answer is, is the Pope Catholic? It's a time-honored tradition in big Democrat-controlled cities like Chicago, my hometown, Philadelphia, to do precisely what they're doing now. I've never seen it on such a magnitude um, because this, I think, is an indication of just how widespread it is, how deep it is, and I don't think it's just confined to Philadelphia. My instincts, yeah. again, coming out of Chicago Democratic politics, my instincts tell me it's going on in Atlanta, it's going on in Detroit, it's going on in Milwaukee, it's going on in Las Vegas. 
It's like uh, what Justice Powell said about pornography. You can't defy it, define it, but you know it when you see it. And coming out of the Democratic uh, Chicago political establishment, I know how they operate. They control polling places. They stop votes when their candidates behind. And then in the wee hours of the morning, in the dark of night, Jeez. the stealing starts. And we've seen that in big numbers, un unprecedented numbers in this election in Michigan and in Philadelphia. It, it, it's outrageous. And the fact that they're doing it with the impunity they're doing it with is because the media is simply looking the other way because they have uh, they're a corrupt mainstream media that's not interested in, in protecting our Constitution or the rule of law. They just want to beat Donald Trump at all costs. And they're not just stealing from Donald Trump. It's worse than that. They're stealing from us, the American people. I mean, and not to hit a nerve, but I mean, you went to jail for this kind of stuff. I mean, is it really no. that common? I mean, you, see, you said it's, it's, it's all over the place. In Democrat big cities where they control the political apparatus and they control the apparatus that counts the votes and they control the polling places and the ones who count those votes, it's widespread and it's deep. And as I said, it's a time-honored tradition. It's the kind of thing where everybody knows it happens. Now, I did not go to prison for that. I took on that corrupt Democrat machine and they brought me to ruin. They, they destroy you when you take on a system when you won't play ball uh, and when you take them on. And uh, what they did to me at a local level, at the AAA level to a Democratic governor, I see what they're doing to a Republican president at the major league level. They hijacked a governor. They're now stealing a presidency. And this is incredibly dangerous to our democracy and our freedoms. And the American people should not stand for this. This is a critical moment in our history. And the question is going to be, do you take this lion down and just accept yeah. it and allow a corrupt political establishment to dictate to the people who their leaders should be? Or do the people rise up and peacefully protest, organize and get active and back the president because his cause is much larger than him? This cause is, goes beyond Donald Trump. This cause goes to we the people and our right to choose our own leaders in fair elections and free elections. But electoral fraud doesn't really happen, right? I mean, that guy went to jail. So he's obviously got no credibility. Who would even interview him? In fact, I'm glad to say electoral fraud is so rare in the United States that if you want to go back to the last time that a court ordered a whole new election, as a result of electoral fraud, you'd have to go back to, hmm, let me see, August. August 2020, three whole months ago. But since August 2020, everything's been fine. Not a single other election has had to be rerun as a result of electoral fraud, and that is good news. Anyway, around 4 a.m. in the morning after the presidential election, massive dumps of votes suddenly appeared in Michigan and Wisconsin giving Biden the lead, and other dumps in Pennsylvania, North Carolina, and Georgia cut Trump's margins significantly. I'll get into the detail of these vote dumps in a moment, but the timing of them itself is a cause of concern, as explained best by Richard Barris of the Public Polling Project. You don't stop counting votes and then start counting them when people are asleep in the wee hours of the night. They lied right to us. Mm -hmm. they, it, Philadelphia lied right to us. No, 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 we're not going to count until tomorrow. We're going to, everybody's tired. And we're going to pick it up tomorrow. And I knew it all my years of experience. I said, you know what? I don't believe them, Laura. I'm not going to sleep, right? Yeah. I don't believe them. You I'm going to sit in front of this map, right? Yeah, you woke me up at what? Like, I said, why don't you go get like, some rest? I said, why don't you go get some rest? Because she worked her butt off. She did a fantastic job being a producer you know, and, and putting, you know, bouncing me back and forth from five shows on election night. I mean, she did an ama amazing job. Uh, and I said, why don't you go get some sleep, go rest, 
and I'll let you know. Sure enough, four o'clock in the morning. There it was, another chunk in Philadelphia. Not three minutes later, Milwaukee. Not 15 minutes after that, Wayne County, Michigan. If you want to be taken credibly, then don't do stuff like that. If you don't want to be accused by people, then don't do stuff like that. It makes sense. If you want people to have confidence in the electoral system, don't dump massive one-sided council votes at 4 a.m. in the morning, which changed the electoral result because that's exactly what happens. Here's how the count unfolded in Wisconsin. Trump was in front until magically at 4 a.m. in the morning, he wasn't. And it was a similar picture in Michigan. Again, large dumps of Biden votes when no one was watching or even awake. At one stage in Pennsylvania, 23,277 votes were counted and all of them were for Joe Biden. That's a fact, every single one. So what were these huge dumps of votes? It's claimed that they were reports of mail-in ballots. And that's not really the issue, they were. But just how did these mail-in ballots arrive? More importantly, why over the next few days did they keep arriving until in places like Pennsylvania and Georgia, Biden just happened to overtake Trump in the count. Let's go through the issues. Firstly, dead people voted. All right, my name is Juan Caro. I'm gonna check a voter registration here really quick. William Bradley. I'm on the Michigan Voter Information Center. Born in March of 1902. Get the zip code really quick. Um, 48207. 48207. All right, so I'm checking on the Michigan Voter Information Center for William Bradley born in March of 1902. Our friend is registered to vote, received his application, sent his ballot, and his ballot was received and counted. This man was born in 1902. I wonder how many more of these uh, Joe Biden has. William Bradley was born in 1902. He died in 1984, and he just voted for Joe Biden. But don't just believe me on this. You can go to the Michigan Voter Info website and check this stuff out for yourself. I did. William Bradley voted. Now, I do want to point out that this has all been fact-checked and debunked. Left-wing media claim that what actually happened was that William Brady's son voted, and, well, Michigan officials just incorrectly recorded the vote for the late Mr. Bradley. Ah, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Don't worry about it. Nothing to see here, it's been debunked. The same fact checks also claim that Michigan officials swear that votes from dead people are routinely rejected anyway. That dead people do vote, it seems though. And we are supposed to, what, believe that even though the same officials are so completely hopeless that days after this story started circulating the internet, William Bradley not only remains listed as a registered voter on the Michigan website, but his status as a voter in this election remains unchanged. Yeah, bureaucrats who cannot even update details for people who have been dead for almost 40 years can be trusted to ensure electoral integrity. No one is buying it. No one. 
William Bradley requested his vote in September. How many other people, dead people, did too? Some evidence suggests that thousands did. And if dead people can vote, it must also be acknowledged that it would not be all that much harder to rig the system to divert the votes of actual living people too. All of this points to a well-organized Democrat political machine in Michigan and other states in the US which knows exactly how to game the system. And they just did it right in front of our eyes. Mail ballots were hacked to win. The Democrats have been hacking this system now for almost two months. COVID was used as a pretext for a massive increase in mail-in ballots and all of a sudden, a guy who couldn't get anyone to turn up to his campaign rallies has been elected president of the United States. But this was a fair election, right? Come on, man. And not only did dead people vote, but votes kept magically appearing too. What has just happened in Georgia and Pennsylvania has been one massive Easter egg hunt for the Democrats. Amazingly, the votes just kept rolling in. Just enough votes, by the way, to ensure that Biden won. All that happened with the counting on election night was that the Democrats were told exactly how many votes they needed to find over the next few days of painfully slow counting to win. Pennsylvania, we were told, had counted 75% of votes by early morning the day after the election. We were told just 1.75 million votes left to count and that Trump was leading by 600,000. On Wednesday evening, it was then reported that there were just 763 mail-in ballots left to count. Trump was still leading by 187,000 votes. The next Thursday morning update was that just 460,000 votes were still to be counted. Trump's leader dropped, but obviously not by enough. He still led by 164,000 votes, a drop of just 20,000 votes during the day. That was a problem. But it wasn't anything that couldn't be fixed. All of a sudden, late on Thursday, the Pennsylvania Secretary of State claimed that there were actually 550,000 votes left, even though they had been counting all day. The number of votes they actually had left grew by 100,000. Seriously, as they counted, there were more votes. And then Pennsylvania's count dragged on and on and on, until, of course, Biden hit the lead. Just for some context, Florida finished its count almost entirely on the night. It has almost double the number of people in Pennsylvania. In Georgia, it was even worse. It was reported in Georgia that the goal was to have just 20,000 votes left to count on Wednesday, the day after the election. At midday on Wednesday, the Georgian Secretary of State vowed to the world that the count would be done and dusted that day. Trump was leading at the time, by 79,000 votes, and the Secretary of State assured us that there were 250,000 left to count. But as votes kept being counted, Trump kept leading. On Thursday morning, there were just 25,000 votes left to count in Georgia, and Trump's lead was just under 20,000. That was a big problem for Joe Biden, but luckily, the Georgians somehow found another 25,000 votes to count. And then later that day, they found some more. There were now 61,000 votes left to count, and the pretense of giving accurate figures was dispensed with altogether. All we could get was an estimate of how many votes were left, no accurate counts. And then the votes in Georgia kept being found. They kept coming in until Biden was in the lead. You know it makes sense. So where did all these votes come from? Well, in Pennsylvania, one of the reasons seems to be that the post office has been collecting mail-in ballots in the days after the election 
and marking them as being mailed on November 3, the day of the election, the day the mail had to be in by, and then sending them off to be counted. And this would be the same postal service, by the way, that just had someone arrested on the US-Canada border with stolen mail. There's no integrity issues there at all. I don't think I, I wasn't supposed to hear that. I was one of the last carriers in the building. I don't even think he realized I was still there. Okay, tell me where you work. I work at the post office in UAPA. Tell us what happened this morning, November the 5th. This morning I was casing my route and I saw the postmaster pull one of our supervisors to the side. And uh, as he was pulling the supervisor, it was, and it was really close to where my, uh, my case was, so I was able to hear him listen in. And I heard him say to the supervisor that they messed up yesterday. They, and I was, so I was like, oh, what did they mess up on? And uh, he told the, the supervisor that um, they had uh, postmarked one of the pallets to the fourth, instead of the third, because they were supposed to hit the fourth and the third. Why was he upset? Uh, because, well, he's not honest to God, he's actually a Trump hater. But uh, he, because they were, because uh, it may have came from Pittsburgh. I don't know the whole details because I'm not a supervisor. All these ballots that are coming in today, tomorrow, yesterday, are all supposed to be postmarked the third. Do you believe that order still stands? Yes, I no doubt, considering that they still want us to pick up uh, ballots tomorrow. They had a specific meeting, a uh, safety meeting, where one of the, uh, one of the, the higher-ups Rob and Stephanie basically told us to make sure we pick up the ballots and give them directly to the supervisor. Rob, the postmaster. Yes. And and uh, and you're telling me that they're still asking people to pick up ballots tomorrow, November sixth. Yes. There's a whistleblower inside your office that says that you uh, have been ordering employees to backdate ballots to November third from November fourth and fifth. That's untrue, and I don't talk to reporters, thank you. Okay, but um, he's, we've had multiple sources say that this is happening. He hung up the phone on us. There's a lot going on here, but it does seem that the US Postal Service has been altering the mail-in ballot processing system, which overwhelmingly favours the Democrats, and Project Veritas has now had numerous whistleblowers from the Postal Service come forward. In Nevada, a postal worker offered to give an undercover journalist from Project Veritas handfuls of ballots after election day and they would be counted yeah where can i find a handful of them <laughs> <laughs> i don't know man. Hey, um, i'm almost finished with the uh with the boxes today all right brother hey not a problem man i'm gonna see if i can get you some uh, like a little nice little handful oh what's, what's your you're, unit number? you're gonna get a handful what's your unit number? three two two you're gonna get a handful <laughs> i'll probably put i don't know maybe if, 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 it, if it's in there, I ain't do it. And you'll put some in there for me. I might, man. All right, Let's brother. See what I can do. A postal worker in Nevada offered our undercover journalist a handful of ballots that was sent to the wrong address. This is another example of USPS voter fraud.
Project Veritas have posted a story in the last couple of hours that alleges some cases of a voter fraud in Michigan. Have a look and make up your own mind. So 8 p.m. election day, November 3rd, uh, the Court of Appeals uh, ruled ballots have to be received by that time. And, and what were you told? Don't stop writing today so they can mark them with yesterday's date. Some of us got some extra ballots and stuff. How many of those you you getting lately? People with extra ballots are undeliverable or whatever. It's been quite a few. Quite because, a few? You know, people are sitting based off their land old address. So, yeah. It's been quite a few. Well, if it wasn't me, though, hypothetically, though, <laughs> it could be done. I can't say that because I don't know. I'm just a delivery. All right. But there's a lot of them out there like that, though, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, there are. Where, where, where's the most of them at then? If we were hypothetically. <laughs> a handful. Yeah, where can I find a handful of them? <laughs> I don't know, man. Hey, uh, I'm almost finished with the, uh, with the boxes today. All right, brother. Hey, not a problem, man. I'm going to see if I can get you some, uh, like a little nice little handful. Oh, what's your, what's your you gonna get, you're going to get a handful? What's your unit number? Three, two, two. You're going to get a handful? <laughs> I'll probably put a, I don't know, maybe. If, 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 it, if it's in there, I ain't do it. And you'll put some in there for me. I might, man. All right, I'll brother. See what I can do. Even the Washington Post, one of the most leftist newspapers in America, reports that the US Postal Service processed 150,000 ballots after election day. After it. That's terrible. All those dead voters are going to be absolutely pissed that their ballots might not have made it in on time. Lest anyone think that these shenanigans are a mere figment of the imagination, key Democrat campaigners are on Twitter the day after the election to drum up volunteers to go out and find more votes in Georgia. It was probably happening everywhere. Is it illegal? I don't know for sure, maybe not. But how can anyone trust a system that allows partisans to fix votes after the election is over? Especially when it has been reported that the day before the election in Pennsylvania, officials illegally gave Democrats whole lists of voters who had incorrectly filled in their mail-in ballots. That issue has gone to court, but the horse has already bolted. The Democrats have the info, they've used it, and nothing is going to change that. So, more votes poured in. It says a lot about the partisan approach to vote counting in the key state of Pennsylvania. It should come as no surprise then that Trump scrutineers were not allowed to even watch much of the count in Pennsylvania anyway. And even after they won in court to gain access to the count, all the election officials did was move the ballot counting machines to the back of the room. No one's allowed to watch. Hey everyone, we wanted to give you an update. They are still not in compliance. Our votes are being suppressed. We cannot count the votes properly. What's happening is they have moved the barrier up to six feet, but they took away the ballot machines that were in the front row and moved them to the back of the building. It's unbelievable what they're trying to do to our votes that have been legally cast, whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, your legal votes must be tabulated, and they're not doing that. They will not let us see anything. They're trying to drown us out now where we can't be heard. We're not going away. And now we're going to take further remedy to fix this. There's a woman who was in there that Corey's going to talk to you about who represented the city with your tax dollars, and he's going to tell you what she's doing. 
but we are not going to stand for this. We're not going anywhere. They are defying a court order by a judge, and this is not the last of this. Listen, guys, your taxpayer money here in the city of Philadelphia is going to a private attorney by the name of Michelle Hangley. And what she said was she would determine if the court order was valid or not. And I'll be happy to release the video of her. They have eight attorneys fighting us to see these ballots inside. The court order is in effect. They will not give us access. And the sheriff has decided not to come down here to enforce that court order. The sheriff of your county will not come down and enforce a court order. What is going on in this city? What are you hiding? Open up the doors. Let us in. Let us six feet away so that we can have a free and fair election. Whether you voted for Donald Trump or you voted for Joe Biden, everybody has a right to witness what's transpiring here. This makes it look like a kangaroo court. We deserve better, and we're not leaving until we witness every single vote that transpires in here. I think from the fact that the Democrats went to court to prevent the ballot from being scrutinized says it all. Another reason why the votes kept coming in might just be to do with the fact that the Democrat partisans were counting them. In Michigan, ballot counters cheered as Republican legal officers were escorted from the counts. Then windows were boarded up so no one outside could observe into the counting room either. And when no one was looking inside these voting centres, what happened? Well, all sorts of strange things happened. For instance, in Michigan, 70,000 people decided to vote for Joe Biden but at the same time could not be bothered to vote for the Democrat candidate in the Senate ballot. In contrast, the difference between the vote totals for Donald Trump and the Republican Senate candidate in Michigan was just 8,000 votes. It was a similar story in Georgia. The number of votes for Donald Trump and the Republican Senate candidate are almost identical. But we're supposed to believe that 100,000 people bothered voting for Joe Biden, but at the same time could not be bothered voting at all the Democratic Senate candidate in Georgia. I tell you what this looked like. It looks like 100,000 votes have been manufactured for Joe Biden. That's what it looks like. Especially as on November 3, the Republicans defied the polling. All of it. And the Democrats have not widened their lead in the Congress or taken control of the Senate. None of this is helped by the fact that voting machines broke down on voting day in Pennsylvania and also counted Donald Trump's votes incorrectly for Joe Biden in Michigan. If all this wasn't enough, in Antrim County, ballots were counted for Democrats that were meant for Republicans, causing a 6,000 vote swing against our candidates. The county clerk came forward and said, tabulating software glitched and caused a miscalculation of the votes. Since then, we have now discovered that 47 counties use this same software in the same capacity. Antrim County had to hand count all of the ballots, and these counties that use this software need to closely examine their results for similar discrepancies. The people of Michigan deserve a transparent and open process. 
Meanwhile, as Joe Biden votes magically poured in after election day, votes for Donald Trump just, well, ended up in bins. This video claims that ballots from naval personnel were found in a dumpster in Georgia. And other military mail-in ballots also ended up in the bin too in the lead up to election day. None of this should give anyone confidence that the election that was just held in the US was fair. It's the kind of thing you expect to read about in Venezuela or Russia, but it all went down over the past few days in America. And I think this video sums up the mood very well. Just today, on November 5th, President Trump was able to get his poll watchers to monitor the election in Pennsylvania. The election was on the 2nd and we've seen millions of votes already counted. Zero transparency. In poll stations all over the country where they're counting votes. They're covering windows with pizza boxes and keeping Republicans outside from monitoring the election. There's no transparency. On top of that, at 4 in the morning in Wisconsin, 65,000 votes were dropped. Every single one of the votes went for Biden. In Michigan, at 3.30 in the morning, 138,000 votes were dropped. President Trump predicted this. 138,000 votes. Not a single one went for President Trump. The only time I've seen this in elections have been in Cuba, in Venezuela, or in some type of dictatorship where the media is colluding with the corrupt politicians. This is unacceptable. Zero transparency. And, and massive fraud. William Bradley, born in March of 1902, died in the 80s. He voted this year in Michigan. June Ankin also voted in Michigan. Absentee ballot. He was born in 1900. Terry Mathis, also born in 1900. Wayne County. Requested a ballot on the 2nd and returned it on the 2nd. The Democrats don't want voter ID laws. They want universal mail-in ballots for everybody, whether you requested one or not. And they want no signature verification. Here in DC, if you live in a studio or an apartment, there's a chance that you can get four or five ballots from five different tenants that used to live in that apartment. No voter ID, no signature verification, and ballots that don't belong to you, that's a recipe for disaster. That's a recipe for fraud. That's how you end up seeing 100,000 ballots dropped in the middle of the night with President Biden's, Vice President Biden's name on them. That's not transparent. That's not something we need in the United States. We're gonna keep fighting. We're not gonna let them steal this election. We're gonna watch the polls, and it's not over. Keep fighting, President Trump. It's not over. So where are we now? Well, the first thing to know is that anyone who dares to question the election result is being shut down. It's almost pointless trying to follow Donald Trump's Twitter account. You're not allowed to read it. Conservative platforms like Steve Bannon's War Room Pandemic are having their shows pulled from YouTube while they're on air and their Twitter accounts deactivated in simultaneous coordinated efforts to silence them. Facebook just removed the page, attempting to highlight concerns about electoral fraud that had gathered over 340,000 uh, members in just 24 hours. And the reason all this talk of electoral fraud is dangerous misinformation. You're not allowed to see any of it. You know what isn't dangerous misinformation? This. But some believe these tablets told the history of the underground Mayan lizard people. Reptilians come to Earth to infiltrate the human race. Yeah, our new overlords have decided what you can watch online and the answer is in. Animal Planet documentaries about lizard people 
are fine and dandy. Questioning whether the Democrats fairly beat Donald Trump is not. You can also watch videos about why communism is good, why Antifa defends human rights, why pornography is good for you, and how you can set up your own meth lab. All of those videos are up right now on YouTube. But Steve Bannon and conservative commentators are now being purged. This is a very dangerous time. I would not be surprised at all if in the next few days Donald Trump had his entire Twitter account shut down. Democrats are calling for exactly that to happen. On Friday, multiple mainstream media outlets refused to even broadcast Donald Trump's press conference in which he raised concerns about electoral fraud and stated that this election was headed to the courts. MSNBC claimed that Trump's statements were dangerous and not rooted in reality. Watch this. If you count the legal votes, I easily win. If you count the illegal votes, they can try to steal the election from us. If you count the votes that came in late, we're looking at them very strongly, but a lot of votes came in late. I've already decisively won many critical states, including massive victories in Florida, Iowa, Indiana, Ohio. Okay, here we are again in the unusual position of not only interrupting the president of the United States, but correcting the president of the United States. You know who else has made claims of electoral fraud? Hillary Clinton. The mainstream media doesn't claim she's spreading dangerous misinformation, even though she claims without any foundation whatsoever that the 2016 election was stolen. I think it's also critical to understand that, as I've been telling candidates who have come to see me, you can run the best campaign, you can even become the nominee, and you can have the election stolen from you. The hypocrisy is outrageous. So where to from here? Donald Trump is currently behind in Pennsylvania and Georgia. Arizona has not yet been called, and Michigan and Wisconsin have been declared Democrat victories. Joe Biden has one foot in the White House. But Donald Trump is not going to lay down over this. He will fight. This election is not over. Now, there is an uphill battle ahead of Donald Trump. His back is to the wall. He will only win this fight if he can prove in court that electoral fraud did occur, and more importantly, that it was large enough to exclude enough ballots for him to make up the gaps in the states where he is now trailing. That will not be an easy task. And while the litigation goes on, Trump will also need to stare down the media and big tech, which not only hates him, but will try to silence him completely while demonizing him as well. He'll have to deal with street violence, which is coming, and battle on without the weak Republicans who are so conditioned to losing that they're already raising the white flag. Get set for a very volatile time ahead. As for the Republican Party, it needs Trump far more than Trump needs it. If the Republicans try to cut the president loose, it will be decimated. Americans will never support it again. And the Democrats, being the professional and utterly ruthless political operatives that they are, will never let it recover. Already, the Democrats are now looking to hunt down anyone associated with Trump. Here's AOC publicly stating that the Democrat purge machine is coming after anyone who supported Donald Trump. We've heard a lot of talk over the past four years about rigged elections. All of it came from the Democrats who refused to accept the 2016 results. And this time around, they proved that they will do anything to win again, including lying, cheating, and stealing. That's their boast. 
2020 is a political revolution. I am going to do everything morally acceptable to win. I will lie, I will cheat, I will steal because that's morally acceptable in this political environment. But you, you can't question anything at all. Our freedom rests on ensuring electoral integrity. We all need Donald Trump to fight for it before it is snuffed out in the West. This is the Good Source Studio. It is where we fight fake news and it's all coming together with your help. Over the past few weeks, it has been transformed from a tin shed into a more professional studio. We filmed our Queensland and US electoral coverage in here and it is where the Bernie Gainer show happens every week. None of this would have happened without your support, but there is still work to be done. If you want to help fight fake news too, please chip in at goodsource.news forward slash studio. And while you're on the Good Source website, don't forget to sign up when big tech comes for us. Email will be the way we let you know where we go to fight next. Register today. It's hard to imagine it, but last week the state of Oregon in the United States voted to legalize drugs. Not cannabis, all of them. Meth, cocaine, heroin, LSD. All of them are now decriminalized. It's insane. It's also sad expect more of this we're live we are live in the streets of portland oregon and apparently some lady is swinging an axe in downtown portland i gotta get this shit on video just so you know oregon is also the state where due to coronavirus public schools are allowed to operate but christian schools must be closed no wonder they decriminalize drugs. It seems everyone on them there. On election night, there were protests across America, although they were not as violent as many feared. But not all protests were the same. Some supported Joe Biden, others supported Donald Trump. Let's see if you can spot the difference between them. Example one, Q. Now, let's have a look at example two. And he's working tirelessly in your name. God, we ask you to give us the strength to fight like President Trump. In God's name, amen. amen. Which one of these two protests was mostly peaceful? Obviously, the first one was until it was violently disrupted by police brutality. But I'm also sure that you all picked up on the fact that the second protest consisted of dangerous white supremacists who were threat to the future of humanity. What more can I say? I think it was the praying in public and the abhorrent display of national pride at the end of the prayer that gave it away. Just when you didn't need to hear from him, Anthony Albanese has called on Australia to interfere in the US election. And Scott Morrison must do so consistently. Scott Morrison has a close relationship with President Trump. We saw that when he attended the de facto campaign rally in Ohio uh, with President Trump. He should be uh, contacting President Trump and conveying Australia's strong view that democratic processes 
must be respected. The opposition leader thinks it is our role to advise President Trump on disinformation about the US election and to pressure him not to take concerns about electoral fraud to the US courts. I can't say it any more strongly. Anthony Albanese is way out of line. He is the one who is now attempting to have our government interfere in the US election. It's outrageous and it threatens our relationship with the United States. Anthony Albanese should apologise, then he should shut up. It's been a big week, but there is always lunacy that needs uncovering. Unfortunately, I just didn't get time to go delving through the deeper and darker parts of the net for three finalists. But I think I have found a worthy winner that we can all agree on. Due to the new coronavirus restrictions, UK residents have been banned from travelling overseas, or anywhere for that matter, for mere recreation. No fun for them. COVID, of course, you know. But what if you want to travel overseas to kill yourself? Is euthanasia work? Or is it recreation? It's an important question. And who really knows? Well, thanks to Matt Hancock, the UK Secretary for Health, now we know the answer. You can travel overseas for euthanasia. Whew. Mr. Speaker, issues of life and death are some of the most difficult subjects that come before us in this House. And the question of how we best support people in their choices at the end of their life is a complex moral issue that, when considered, weighs heavily upon us all. The Honourable Member for Sutton Coalfield asks an important question, and I want to set out the precise position. Under current law, based on the 1961 Suicide Act, it is an offence to encourage or assist the death of another person. However, it is legal to travel abroad for the purpose of assisted dying where it is allowed in that jurisdiction. The new coronavirus regulations which come into force today place restrictions on leaving the home without a reasonable excuse. Travelling abroad for the purpose of assisted dying is a reasonable excuse. So if you do happen to be a poor sod stuck at home in the UK and want a holiday, you can take one, as long as you knock yourself off at the end of it. Matt Hancock, you're a dead set moron. You embody everything wrong with Western civilization today, and you deserve all the ridicule that can possibly mustard in your general direction. Give him a round of applause, Matt Hancock, is our Goose of the Week. That's the show for this week. Stay tuned because there is no doubt that the next few days will be critical. I'll be back next week to go through it all as the US election moves from the ballot box to the courtroom. May justice prevail. The Bernard Gaynor Show is a production of The Good Source, hosted by Bernard Gaynor. To watch, listen to, or read more content without the SJWPC fact filter, visit goodsource.news, good S-A-U-C-E dot news. Become a Good Source supporter for exclusive access to live and unedited interview recordings, including the conversations before and after the show. 